We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, when, uh, you know, they were like, they just lost to like, I don't know, the Steelers in a divisional round game or whatever. This is probably a way more, I bet for Andy Reid, this is a far more enjoyable end-of-the-year thing to do. Hey, Andy. Still won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, still have. Cool. Florio. Get the, get the after-party details from Andy Reid. Yeah. I saw some of the photos. Some of the photos oh, are There's far. videos that obviously oh, have been yeah. out there. Yeah. Some of them are phenomenal. So good. One of these years. You know, new goal? Get an, get an invite. Get an invite to that after-party. There's a lot of people there, man. Don't you think you and I could get an invite? No. One time? I don't think they have media there, man. Dana Wright was there. Yeah, she wasn't there in a media capacity. I don't care. I saw that she was physically there. Dana Wright made it. She doesn't. She's not in the. She's not there in a media capacity. She doesn't cover the team. I would be there in a media capacity. I'd just be there to drink and hang out and have fun. She doesn't cover the team, and also, frankly, she's Dana Wright. Let's be honest. Dana Wright. You know, I don't know if she's listening, but Dana Wright. She she's just a little bit different. Gold, say with your chest. You guys are a top fifteen. Top 14. Top 14. Top, top mid-market. 14. Do not undersell top 14. Yeah. yeah. Top, top 14 mid-market we midday are. show. Thank you, Drew. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> you guys can go. I don't like being sold. Yeah, sold short. Even more reason they wouldn't invite us. Too popular. You know? <laughs> Too popular. <laughs> if we were unranked, they wouldn't know who we were. Just let us in. You guys are on uh, the double-decker bus with Taylor Swift. Everybody's looking your guys' direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this may stun you. Uh, I don't. I, something tells me because we've had multiple years of experience with these parades. There are some other franchises and some other parades and some other cities that actually do have a bus for the entire like broadcast. That would still wouldn't be us. Oh, but really? For the entire Chiefs radio. Now I don't know. Yeah, Cl- it's not. Cling, I don't. Think, I don't think Kling gets to go on a double decker, does he? I don't think that's happened, right? Uh, now, like uh, Mitch, obviously, is emceeing the whole thing on the stage. So he'll be there. Yeah, I expect that. Yeah. Mitch Holtis introduced Taylor Swift. No, that's not going to happen. She's not going she to do a couple even songs. If she's there, like, she, even if she's there, she's obviously not going to overshadow everything that's going on. No, she's By just going to be there like other significant others of the people on those buses will be there. I don't think she's putting on like half a live show. That'd be something though. For everyone down at Union Station. You 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 asked earlier in the show, would they could the city handle it? If it was actually in this, not happening, but if she truly was ever doing that, at Union Station, yeah, then, Cody, you're right. This, the city would break down at that point. We would have chaos in the streets. Yes. Chaos in the streets. Uh, okay. I mean, you might be right. I don't want to say for sure, but I guess at least that's plausible. There's one thing that happens, though, uh, here in a few weeks. I mean, real decisions have to be made about the future uh, of the organization from a roster standpoint. That's yeah. something Revit is going to have to do. And we know the big question is about Chris Jones and LeJarius Sneed and their future going forward. Both would need new deals. Now, they could tag LeJarius Sneed. But if Chris Jones is not part of the equation, and I, I, there's no question to me that that's lo- a pretty good chance. He, he loves Kansas City. And that's never been the debate in this last year of no. contract negotiations. We all saw the embrace that he had in a really cool moment with Andy Reid on the field. But there's a very good chance he's not back next season. And he's he's been the leader of this defense. Yeah, really since Frank Clark was for a, a little bit. Um, 
But that last year of Frank Clark and really every year since, Chris Jones has been the absolute face of this. He led both teams in pressure rate. He was great in that game. He was specifically great in that game in the most important plays of the game in which he was a pressure point for the offense at multiple stages of third and fourth down and overtime situations. But I do think a player you'd mentioned in the underrated aspect of it is ready to fill that role. When and if um, Chris Jones leaves, I think Trent McDuffie's ready to be the face of this defense. The bell cow back, you know, I think he can fill the role that is who is the guy who stands up and is what we are on defense and means what we are on defense. I think it's Trent McDuffie. I think he can handle that responsibility. I, I think that he is already that caliber of player that everyone will respect him to that nature. And I think defensive leaders, the one good thing about that is they can come in a lot of different areas. Sometimes your defensive voice is at linebacker. Sometimes it's defensive line. Sometimes it's corner. I think he can be that for the Chiefs if Chris Jones does leave. Well, his play is certainly top-notch, as good as it gets. I, I, I guess it will be interesting to see, does he in his third-year development is even more of an outspoken individual? Like, he seems a little quieter, but that might just be from the outside. I have no idea. We're not in, in the locker room other than during the celebration. So I, I think that used to be like, said about Chris Jones, though, too, which is funny enough. Yeah, I mean, McDuffie, Early. some of it is you, you don't have to be the star to be the leader on the defense, but it definitely helps. And Trent McDuffie is a star in this league now after what occurred in the Super Bowl. He's been playing at that level all year, but now everybody knows who he is and, and the type of player he is on the, on the national stage. And so he's a star in this league. I think we can say that now. Trent McDuffie is a superstar soon to be in this football uh, league going forward. And can he be that the leader? Like, I, I don't know. Like if Nick Bolton's still on this team, I still think that that is the answer for me, Cody heading into next season, Nick Bolton will be on the team next year. So you to me, it's Nick Bolton. That? Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. The one thing I would say is that you really want to kind of establish the guy that you think is going to be a 10-year start of this team. And I think there's a chance Nick Bolton gets an extension after this contract to stay in Kansas City. But I don't think that's as big of a lock as McDuffie is at this point. This is still why I like the idea of establishing that your defense is not just McDuffie in a way, but the McDuffie-Sneed combo is where we build from. We're that first, and then we're next. And you and I have talked about this. If you give Snead a three-year extension after this deal, it lines up so perfect for when you would eventually need to pay McDuffie. Yep. You give him a three-year extension. McDuffie gets his extension in a couple of years. You got one year with expensive corners locked up together, but then you move forward with McDuffie, and by that time, Snead will be over 30, and you move on. Right? It does feel like those two things should line up perfectly from a defensive identity perspective. But, like, the other option, I guess, would be George Karloftis because, you know, he's been a really good player on the defensive line. But Bolton's probably my my second choice. Like, if you're telling me it's not going to be McDuffie, I would think Bolton is right up there. Any chance Chris Jones stays because of the Super Bowl stuff? I'd offer him a one-year deal for a lot of money to see if he wanted to stick around. I think there's, like, a less than 25% chance. What, like, one-year 20 20- I just—he's not signing one-year deals, guys. Twenty-eight million dollars. Sign, why? Well, we just went through this last. You're not signing a one-year deal, nor well, should. I, I agree, but if you're if you're the Chiefs, I, I mean, is that if you, and you actually try to offer it to him? Is that is that the number? No, I don't think you even offer a one-year. Like almost insulting at this point. Like it, it's it's multi, He's getting a multi-year deal somewhere. Hmm. Now they could tag Legarius Sneed. I mean, if you told yeah. me that they wanted to come up with something that for somebody else, that's what they should do. They could tag Sneed. It's unfortunate for Legarius, but it's still what sixteen or nineteen million dollars on a on a one year deal, basically for a franchise tag. 
I think Sneed's definitely in play as a potential tag candidate. That's likely where it goes as they buy themselves time to work out a long-term deal with mm-hmm. Legereus Sneed. Maybe that's a path that they choose to go down. How how old is Sneed? 28? I don't know. 27? I don't know. He's 27. Because what I would do... He's 27, yeah. I think tagging him is smart because it gives him it gives you time to work out a long term deal, but also it gives you time to see if this year can be replicated by him again. Like, I mean, the like, thing is, he was what, a good corner before this. He's just coming off his best year. Yeah, now. is that? I mean, because if he and obviously that would be unfortunate for Snead if you don't if you do get tagged and there's a fall off a little bit, then you're losing yourself money in terms of a deal. So he he probably wants to get a deal done as soon as possible. Yeah, obviously. I think the tag is the right approach initially and then kind of go from there to seeing how the rest of the offseason goes. We also saw there's a report from The Athletic that uh, potential wide receiver targets for the Chiefs, that the expectation now is that T. Higgins will get franchise tagged uh, by Cincinnati. And so that means it's a tag and trade only scenario unless they bring him back. And obviously they're not going to trade him to Kansas City. That was so the I think, only play that was so, going to happen. So if uh, that's, that's, that's coming from The Athletic, yeah, today. So Drew's been saying that for months. Are you that's kidding? That's what Drew's thought, yeah. I don't know, at least a month. Tyler Boyd will be gone. But T. Higgins could be back on a tag or they'll tag and trade him. I think, I guess what they could do is just see how the year goes and go from there. But I, I think that this is a tag and, tag and extend Jamar if you want to over the offseason and then have one last ride and then go from there. That, that's the way that I see they'll it, I guess. More. It's a deep wide receiver draft, so they'll draft more. I do think as we get ready for this parade tomorrow, scheduled to start at 11 o'clock, we'll be live from the parade. Starting at 10. At Hotel Indigo, so we'll be around 20th, 20th and Grand or so. If you're looking for us, we'll be overlooking the parade route there and giving you the coverage right here on 610 Sports Radio. I hope tomorrow that we appreciate that I went, that not that, not that I went through, but that what, they, what we've seen. I went through a list of the best defenses in Chiefs history because I didn't want to say this flippantly just to say it because I'm in the heat of the moment and the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. I say this well-researched and feeling good. This is the single best defense in this entire franchise's history, and we should treat it as such. They were, for back-to-back seasons, and this season included, a top-two sack team. They have the best cornerback duo in the league, including an all-pro. They have a future Hall of Famer in Chris Jones. And we'll see about the other guys. The rest, we don't know if any of them are going to be future Hall of Famers too early in their career. But there's several guys who I think have a chance at the end of this thing to be on that list. I know they've got teams that probably have more just like sheer number of Hall of Famers on defense that we know for sure, for sure, because I went through that. But this team has just as good a chance. This is the best team, the best defense this team has ever had. I'm glad to see you've come around a little bit on this because this was mentioned in passing like two weeks ago or so that they were trending in that direction. But now, to your point, they've cemented it with the Super Bowl win. They needed that. What they did in the postseason absolutely hammered that nail in, didn't it? Yeah, because they, they were trending there after the Buffalo game. And then even after the Baltimore game, but for the historical context to, to cement themselves there, they needed the Super Bowl win to cap it off, to give it proper, uh, you know, credibility, if you will. And that's how we view things. And the fact that now this defense has the Super Bowl to go along with it. Yes. It's not just the, at one point we were saying the best defense in the last 30 years in Kansas city. I, you know, like for a while I was comparing it to like some of those, like they had some great defenses at different stages of their, of their run, obviously. But, I mean, there was one in the Andy Reid run that was top five in points per game allowed and had Eric Berry and Justin Houston and Tom Bahali and a lot of players that you assume are either Ring of Honor Chiefs or future Hall of Famers in some cases. 
So it started to feel like, well, maybe this is it. But, I mean, the more and more I watched this defense, the more I realized they had not a single weakness anywhere on the field. They allowed 15 points per game in the postseason against the league's second, third, fourth, and sixth-ranked offenses. They only let up seven to Miami, only 10 to Baltimore. 22 in overtime in San Francisco. It was only 19 in the four quarters played. They held everyone down. And it's just the more I thought about it, the more there is not a weakness. They are good on the defensive line, the linebackers, the corners, and the safeties. How many defenses do you feel like are, are weak nowhere? That, well, that's, what's so, that's what was so unique about the it. The part that makes it more impressive and to, to look back for those that will bring up what happened in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. In 2024, we just know where this league is at. I mean, we're, we're talking yeah. about all these great, talented quarterbacks that are playing right now. It's a offensive league. The, all the rules, like all the rules are skewed towards the offense. You they, touch they, a player they, after it, five it, yards, man. The, the job that McDuffie and any of these corners have had Chris Jones going after the quarterback. You can't hit him high. You can't hit him low. Where, you, you can't, know, you can't you know, lay on him you, too hard. If you right. take him to the ground, you got to roll to yeah, the side. Yeah, you got to rock him to sleep. Like, you know, all, all of that. Tuck him in gently. That adds to what you're discussing, what we're discussing here about the context of why this year, I think uh, we'll put them in that, that light historically. And here in Kansas city, I have no doubt how we will view them. I always wonder 10 years from now, we, we, we compare the 2015 Broncos team all the time. I, all the time. I, every city does it. I was on in Cleveland last week and they're like, yeah, we, when we were talking about the Cleveland Browns defense this year, we were, we were comparing the 2015. I'm like, yeah, we compared this year's defense to 2015 Broncos. Will there be, should be individuals in 10 years or whatever that compare their defense in whatever city they're in to what this 2023 slash 2024 defense did. Why wouldn't there be looking up that Broncos team in 2015 that eventually went on to win the Super Bowl? They were fourth in points per game against 18.5. The Chiefs were better Um, expected wins added. They were better. Um, They (laughs) like, they're just as good as that defense. Maybe better, but they're just as good as that defense. I already told you, going into the game, they were doing things on pace with the 2000 Ravens, 2002 Bucks, 2013 Seahawks, and this team gets included in that as well as the Denver Broncos did eventually go on to win the Super Bowl that year. And in that Super Bowl run, they needed, desperately needed, a defensive effort in order to get them over the top. They allowed, what was it, 16... I mean, they allowed almost nothing in the post. In the, the They allowed 10, 12, or no, I'm sorry, I, mean, I was looking at the wrong line. 10, 18, and 16 points in that game. All right, so they allowed 14 points per game, right? I, I just quick math, right? They allowed like 14 points per game. Chiefs just allowed 15 in a league that has only gotten better in offense since 2015. Are you kidding me? More rules have come in place mm-hmm. during that time. And the Chiefs were consistently just at the same level of sacks. Just They should get it. You, you and I said why. I mean, we, we do know that the Mahomes, Andy Reid, there's a million reasons why, they, but they should. This is the best defense in Chiefs history. There's no doubt. And it's ju- it's one of the better defenses in NFL history from a, what they were able to help them win. How to get the ring to for anybody to, to give you the time of day, I yes. think, with that conversation outside of Kansas City. And now, and now they have the ring to go with it. And so they should be in that same realm. We all know the 25 points or less in 20 games or 28 points or less in 20 games. Nobody else has done that in NFL history. And now it's that stat has increased. Now it was all four teams that had done that in 19 and all one. Now they're so 
the five teams, period. The other teams probably yeah. didn't have to play the second the, game in the, the playoffs. Five teams in Super Bowl history now, including the Chiefs, have allowed 28 points or less in 19 or less, or, or 19 or less, and then in the Chiefs' case, 20 or less. I didn't see the teams. I'm assuming they're it all was, the ones. It was the Raven. It was the 2000 Ravens. It was. it was that Steelers team. Uh, it was the Broncos team. We had the other team last week. I can't remember the, the yeah. fourth team. But there's now five teams that have done it. The Chiefs are the only one to do it in 20. Everybody else did it in 19. Put them in the pantheon that they deserve to be in as part of this conversation. Mahomes was great. They can't win that game without Mahomes. I'm not even arguing right. that. That's not the point. This is why I told you it was a complete effort. They can't win that game without what happened on defense. They can't win that game without Mahomes. They can't win that game without special teams having a couple of big plays. That is what made this Super Bowl special is that I do not think at any point this year, and including in this game, they were the most talented team in the NFL. I do think there were more talented teams in the league this year. Didn't matter because they had the unit. They had the group. And they had no particular weakness. You can sometimes have a worse offense than somebody else. I do not think at any point this year they had a worse defense. Or you sometimes can have a worse special teams unit. Just as long as you have the better team, guess what? You're still going to win. That's what matters. I feel like the, this defense in particular is, it's really interesting because it, while we compare it with all the other top defenses, it's not like, it's not like the, the, the Chiefs weren't turning the ball over or they weren't forcing turnovers very much. They, they, I know, they, that's the one they, they, knock they were on in them. the bottom five or six teams, I think, in the league in forcing turnovers. But I think, Cody, to that point, it makes them even better in my mind because it's not like they were getting saved by no, they didn't have like turnovers. forty-seven they turnovers were, to get the numbers down. They did were they? straight up; they would straight up just beat you in, yeah. in every way, shape, and form. They would get the sacks. They 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 would get they'd force you into third and long. They stuffed the run. They locked you down so good that you couldn't even throw the ball anywhere. You would just throw an incompletion. You know they they would find ways to win without forcing turnovers, which I guess in my mind makes them an even better defense because they didn't have to rely on those turnovers in order to get stops in or, or in order to to carry the way oh, consistency yeah that, i think that's right i mean they, they were as consistent as any defense all year and and you can you can be inconsistent if they have the turnovers that both of you were bringing up but they didn't and they had some more takeaways in the postseason but they didn't in the regular season yeah. and, and how do you get by being what they were you said it it's, it's with the consistency and that's where you get back to the credit that steve spagnuolo deserves and he's got as a, a rare assistant coach has a chance to end up in the Hall of Fame one day because of what he has done with multiple franchises as a defensive coordinator. And he's not retiring anytime soon either. I mean, he might end up adding another ring or two himself. I mean, I hope so. I don't know. Is Eric Bieniemy going to take his job too? Is Florio's next rumor that he's coming for the D.C. gig? If you guys missed it earlier, Mike Florio said that Eric Bieniemy could return to the Chiefs and could be their offensive coordinator next year. A lot of coulds, you know. That's the same guy who said that Travis Kelsey could retire or that Andy Reid could retire this year. And then they could bring in Bill Belichick if that were the case. Trash of the day. All right, have you seen this uh, candy salad trend that's going viral? So it's Valentine's what? Day is tomorrow, no. right? So candy salad. Valentine's Day like candy. Like the candy bouquets? Kind of. So a viral TikTok trend has taking the internet by storm users are creating a salad entirely made of candy and there's multiple different ways to do it it talks about some somebody spent 40 to 50 dollars taking advantage of discounts available at the stores we all know the day after valentine's day you can get a lot of candy much much cheaper on on discount and all that but basically i'm surprised you haven't done this with your kids or whatever it's just candy made 
or salad made with nothing but candy. Looks like a bowl of diabetes, man. Uh, well, yes, yes. It's got like nerds, the gummy cluster things that we have around the office here that, that you and I have had way too many times. And they usually have them in a heart-shaped like bowl or whatever. Okay, so I bring this up to ask, Valentine's Day, you've got bigger decisions to make anyway. We can get to that later with the parade on Valentine's Day and how is everybody navigating that? It's kind of tricky. Yes, it is. Um, We're going to get to that. But yeah, we will, we will get to that. But Valentine, are you big on getting, like, you get your kids, like, their little Valentine's Day candy or whatever. I've told you for, since I've been a little kid, our, our, my mom and dad, they always buy us a box of just chocolate. Like, I picked it up yesterday or whatever when I was over by their house. Like, they always buy They just, still are getting it for they, you? They've always, it's just their thing. 32? It's very nice. It's something my mom has always done. So I got a big, one of those big, you know, stereotypical heart-shaped, heart-shaped box boxes. It's something she's just done since we were kids, and she's kept doing it so shout out to shout out to my mom we did we do not we did not do that as children okay. we didn't get anything for valentine's day other than the valentine's in which you handed out by the way valentine's day at school stinks now why oh is it you're not allowed to hand out allergies candy? or stuff or you're what? not allowed to give candy out at all is it because of an allergy thing i or don't what? know probably but you're not allowed to give out candy at all period just a physical card oh well, that's stupid what yeah you man what? Bad news. That's that's a real no thing candy. everywhere. Both at my kids' preschool and at my kids' and my daughter's elementary school. No candy, dude. So then, what's the no point? Candy. Of, is anybody even bringing Valentine's Day cards? Yeah, she wants to, so fine. But huh. you know, I didn't know this. Sucks all the fun out of yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't know this. That, that was, was a, that was a sweet thing at school. Yeah, all no, of a sudden, you're ready intended, to get thirty yeah. pieces of candy. Here's the problem I have with this candy salad because I think people are making a classic mistake. First, there's two things actually. One, all right, people at TikTok, I understand you're a lot younger than me. Stop pretending like you invented Mr. Bulkies, okay? Oh, We've all had place. candy salad, all right? Mm. We've all gotten a plastic sack, shoved a bunch of candy mm. in it, and then ate candy salad. Been doing it my whole life. There's no question about it. I've been doing Mr. Bulkies. Man, second, Mr. Bulkies, that's a throwback. Second is, the mistake I'm seeing in some of these candy salad recipes, as they're calling it on TikTok, is <laughs> rookie mistake. They're putting non-sour candy with sour candy. Then those sour bits get over the non-sour candy. It's not that I don't want both. It's that those have to be divided or the sour stuff gets all over the regular candy. It's a mistake. <laughs> Terrible decision on the candy salad. You got to have two different. I think you have to have a two different candy salads, a sour one and a non-sour. So one. what are you getting your wife for Valentine's Day? I haven't figured that like, out yet. You get some nice box of chocolates, some stereotypical flour. You get I'll a dozen honest. roses, box I, of chocolate. She watched the kids for a whole week while you were partying uh-huh. it up in Las Vegas, yeah. going to a concert. Mm. I'm going to have to figure that out tonight. Okay, so yesterday we got back, and I hadn't slept, and it took me a long time to go to sleep, so I did not get to it yesterday. <laughs> did you not take the little melatonin Tums things they gave us as no. a deal? <laughs> so I went to bed late, too, like you. Um I woke up today feeling hungover, and what? I didn't even drink. I woke up like it hurt to wake up this morning. Really? I was still so tired. Yes, I mean I didn't. Yeah, I mean was I could have slept for a couple more hours like anybody else, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel hungover. I feel, I, That's no, your I two day la- two day late hangover. That's from Saturday night still, man. I felt great Sunday morning. I don't I, know what you're talking about. Did your head hurt? I mean, you, I just did, felt did you, I felt like a garbage can, man. I woke up just feeling like a trash can. What do you, Drew? Do you have plans you can share? What do you have planned for uh, tomorrow's Valentine's Day? We do have uh, an interesting situation. My brother is in town. So uh, being able to to take time, I, I don't want to, Bree herself actually said this. She said, I don't want to, we don't have to do anything oh. tomorrow okay. because 
my because your brother's in town and we want to and, and we I know we, we all want to spend time with your brother so we can do something on Saturday. Oh, I, you guys got I, to Saturday. I know that I'm the only person on this show that's not in a relationship. So some of you on the text line, anytime we talk relationship, act as if I can never have a comment on anything. I feel like I just bring a different perspective, but I do know yeah. I have learned enough even not being married like both of you to know if she says, "Oh, don't worry about it." That's you no no you still got to do something. No, no, I know I'm, I'm still planning something. on do, I'm still He's just doing something I, I'm, Saturday. I'm, Okay. We are going out to dinner on Saturday, okay. but I'm still going to get her something tomorrow. To I, I will get her something for Wednesday. But I have we'll currently also, purchased we'll nothing. But Saturday, you never. We finally found out what you got your wife for Mother's Day, didn't we? Or no, no, your wife came no, she in. She also said she would answer. She, that's right. Emma wouldn't answer. So you're able to. Well, you will tell us Valentine's Day. Though, Presumably, right? okay. we'll see. As again, I have not yet purchased something yet. I am still. Um, I am still working on that. Yeah, I think your brother still needs to you let you guys enjoy Valentine's Day. No, man, come on. Can't be he's flying. Only, in, can't be flying into town. Happens on, to be Valentine's can't be flying Day. It's not on Valentine's Day. It's not an no. Come can't on. be flying in on Valentine's Day. So I think that's. I don't think you do that. Valentine's Day is a, like a maybe holiday. Yeah, there's te- a couple of years that are maybe holidays. Text lines with me. That is a trap, Drew. You got to make sure, even though well, you're no, doing I, dinner I, on I'm Saturday. Going, I'm, I'm going to get her something. It's okay. just we're, we're not going out to dinner, just the two of us. On Valentine's mm. Day, that, that that's gonna. If you guys move see, to the uh, weekend. I will get her something though. If you see someone that resembles Cody at Cirilla's, it's definitely <laughs> Cody. That's around three o'clock this <laughs> afternoon. I support local business. Are they locals too? <laughs> I don't know. They changed uh, it. Are they local? Are we sure? Are they still not? Are they not owned by some? Uh, some one of the bigger companies bought them out at this point. Um, I don't know. Well, you did I'm the research. That, on I don't want to Google it. Oh, you can. Oh, come on. You can, we've Let's Googled see. worse things on the show. I can promise you that during <laughs> the show, sure. live on the show. I, I did warn my brother. I was like, just so you know, the week that you fly in, if, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, it could be the airport was not, not oh, busy. The airport would be fine. The, the airport was not busy Las at Vegas all. Las Vegas had a record number of people flying out yesterday morning. So I guess it was good. We, we took the red eye. We'd have to deal with the bad mess at security. Record oh, number of people. Yeah, leaving? record number leaving uh, the Vegas airport, which is saying something because it's Vegas on Monday mornings. Always or Sunday morning is always crazy. They have sixty plus locations, mm. so they must. There's no way local. that's locally owned. That's a big. That's a big company. Out of 1992, Adam and Eve bought them out or something. I don't know, like <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Those ads start running. Right uh, right. Yeah, no, that's why I heard it this morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, That's the trash of the day. All right, coming up next, we'll get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour and back in the number that you would lock in right now for Patrick Mahomes. And it's uh, an updated number because we just do this every single year these days. Next, here on Cody and Gold. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Reminder coming up in about... 25 minutes or so. We're going to go out to Arrowhead. You'll hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, his end-of-year press conference. We all know the parade coming up tomorrow in downtown KCMO. One thing before we get to a question that we've started doing every year right around this time in Kansas City. I think it's really neat. I know it's something small, but I, I 
I wanted to point it out. If you follow Patrick Mahomes on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, I'm assuming 100% of you do, you may have noticed he's gone out of his way today and, and yesterday a little bit, specifically this morning, to highlight players that probably don't get as much attention. Like, we all know he gives props all the time to his teammates, but I think it's neat sure. if you look at his last couple of retweets. One is a retweet from even Pro Football Focus of Chamari Connor in the playoffs and how, how actually good he was in the playoffs. Like, someone that nobody really talks about, right? But... Mahomes is retweeting yeah, you would think another of a lot. one. Another one, uh, Mike Pinnell, highest graded interior defensive lineman in the Super Bowl. Mahomes retweets that. He sends out a tweet and says, that man at butt kicker, butt kicker seven really is like that with the goat emoji. Uh, retweeted another one about uh, Justin Reed giving props to Butker. Like My point is, it's something that's small, but I, I noticed it today. He's clearly gone out of his way a little bit today to publicly give a little love on even his social media account to some of the players that probably, you know, aren't the first three names you, you think of when you think about uh, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. No, not necessarily, but it is a cool thing, as you've pointed out, that he would, I guess, highlight those players. We've mentioned Pinnell. He was really, really, really good in that game. And Shamari Connor, like, they had injuries at safety for a while. They actually needed other guys to step up as a result of that. You never noticed. This entire postseason run, you never noticed when there, there was no quality dip. When players went out, Derek Noddy, Charles Aminahue, did the defensive line stop getting pressure? Did they stop? Did they get worse at run stopping? I know that they were kind of a mediocre team at that anyway, but did they get worse at it. No, they were consistently what they were considering those things. It's amazing to me. I would love to know, like this is a Steve Spagnuolo question. I would love to know what causes <laughs> these teams to go away from the one weakness of the Chiefs defense, which has been what? Stopping the run. Correct. And yet, time and time again, they almost bait these teams into not running the football. It's like, we all know the Ravens story. They only ran it six times with their running backs. But even Buffalo did it with James Cook. Heck, to a certain extent, for two, three drives in a row, Shanahan went away from running the ball with McCaffrey. It's weird to me. It's almost like it's almost like they give them a look to to, to dare them to to throw the ball. So they're like, "Hey, it, it's just bizarre to me." It's happened so much though in the playoffs. Yeah, I so especially in games in which they weren't losing. The 49ers tried. They gave Christian McCaffrey the ball on the ground more than 20 I think like 20 I know, times but to start the second half. I think it was two straight possessions or three straight possessions where they ran the ball twice or something like that. And that's when they punted consecutively. They just had a good plan. I think sometimes they just get them out of their plan. Yeah. So it seems like it's a bad run look, right? Because so um there was a stat out yesterday about what Spags did defensively. Spags ran more zero or cover one, right? Which means you're sending extra defenders at the defense than any team had done against the 49ers all year. He's essentially tempting fate. He's saying, beat us, Brock Purdy. We dare you. And then against those looks, Gold, you can't run the same way as you normally would when you know you're going to be outnumbered defensively by the guys that are coming in. So then it becomes about your guys beating their guys one-on-one in pass coverage. And guess who wins that battle more often than not? The Chiefs. The Chiefs do. They tempted you into a situation that they know they could win because of Legereus Need and Trent McDuffie and Williams and Watson. I think that that's part of what's happening. Yeah, so, so they look the at the Ravens. I really don't know why they didn't run there. So, yeah, they look at who's standing on the side. I understand they look at personnel and personnel dictates it, but I, I'm just talking about it's, it's happened so much. It's not just it's just no, not, it's not. It's it was not, all it was all postseason. It, yeah, it's, it's it's happened in specifically the postseason. I just thought it was really interesting and. 
Yeah, third down is one thing uh, to create third and long situation. But it's, it was happening on first and second down where some of these teams just refused to run run the football, the biggest weakness of the Chiefs. And that's where I do credit the, the scheme of, of Smags uh, to be able to have the kind of success that they're having. There's a question right around this time of the year for the last couple seasons we've asked that it has to do with almost resetting the, the, the clock and the limit. Yeah. And should you put a limit on the amount of rings that one Patrick Mahomes is going to end up with? Because after the first one, we had a question – at that point in time, after Mahomes had won one, we're like, how many is he going to get? And I think we were in the neighborhood of like the, the question at least was over under two and a half or over under three and a half. Here he is. He's got three. He's 28 years old. The new number, it's got to be set at what? Over under five? Under over under four and a half? Four and a half is too low, isn't it? But that's where the over under. So what number would I have to give you to where you would take the under? Over under five and a half, would you take the under? No. Over five under. and a half. Wait, five and a half. Uh, four and a half. No, five and a half. <laughs> Here's where I'm at on. I'll let you think for a second. God, that settles me into five. No, I don't want that. I want six where, or more. Where I'm at is this season changed a lot for what I think we have to view as the, the possibility of him getting to six. And that is that we all know how great he is. Yes. Duh. But he did it in a year where his surrounding pieces at wide receiver were hopefully the worst he'll ever have in his career, but they were they were not good for much of the season. The defense around him is one of the youngest in football. Now, maybe they're not top two next year, top three next year, because Chris Jones is gone, but top ten, I feel confident in saying next year. They're young enough Spag- that it would be yeah. hard to imagine, and because and, and, of Spags. And so yeah. if, if this offense improves at all in the wide receiver room, which I think they will, and they're suddenly from 13, they're back to at least being five to seven, let's call it. And the defense, if the defense slips back to seventh to 10th, I just, I think that's what's changed it for me that they went on the road twice. They were overmatched on paper and they still won. And now he's got one of the youngest defense in football. That's clearly capable of playing at this level. Trent McDuffie, LeJarius Sneed. They got like, Reed a I few just, more years. They got Kelsey yeah, a few more years. I mean, at least... Three years ago, I easily would have locked in four. Easily. I would have been like, are you kidding me? Come on. Duh, you have to. T-. He had one. Four would have been the second like, most all time. He would have tied yes. Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw. So he, I think he would have. Very exclusive company. It would have been almost insane to, to not say like, oh, you got it. You're giving me four. I got I got to lock that in. But now I think it's crazy to lock it in at four. Like he's got three. He's 28. No one would. Last year you did. You're like, yeah, I'll lock. But no one would settle for four now. That's a, That's nuts. But you also probably didn't think necessarily or you didn't have any guarantee they were going to go back to back, which now, of course, they've done. And, you know, he has three. I think he's winning. I think he's going to win six or more. I I know. I know how difficult this is. I think that was a point that we had made on this show multiple times. And I think it's actually a really important one, which is it is not as easy as it looks to win these type of games. We shouldn't feel that way, that it's easier to win these type of games. With Mahomes, it is, though, you know? Like, it's easier with him than anyone else on the planet. This was supposed to be two years in which they didn't do it. Like, I just, like, go back to the Tyree trade. The Chiefs traded away the number one offensive weapon in the entire league. And since that moment, they are 7-0 and in the playoffs with two rings. It didn't even slow them down. They spent a their first round pick this year didn't play. He played. He had it one snap, one nice snap at the Super Bowl. I yeah. had more than that, but he had a nice yeah, snap. At the no, Super Bowl. it was nice to see that. 
but he didn't he didn't for the most part he did not factor into this season or this team's plans this season they didn't need him between the drafting and Mahomes it seems like there is some sum of parts in which you do not have to worry about this as a Chiefs fan it is hard for me now to imagine that he wouldn't have at least six. I know. And look, Brady went five. Feels ten. like a lot. That's why I feel like I'd, I'd have a hard time locking in five. I'd just roll the dice if all you would give me is five. And think about that. Like, I, I can't even call you crazy for that. And that, that's how crazy this this. Yeah, this you can't time even be like, like, come on, dude, you're nuts. You know, three years ago, I would have said, if you would have said six, I would have said, calm down. I would have, I would have said, calm down, Cody. Like, he's got one. Let's, let's relax a little bit. But he's got three. And, you know, they're, they've won back-to-back, and he continues to do things we haven't seen in this sport uh, either ever or at the very least in 20 years, uh, talking about a, a back-to-back. And you said it top to bottom, the whole organization. You know, they've lost a few pieces here and there. Ryan Poles has left during this time. Uh, uh, Brent, Brent Tellis, Brent Tellis is, is gone uh, to Carolina. They might lose somebody else in the front office at some point here soon, but you've got stable GM, you got the head coach, you got the quarterback. I mean, that's just... Those are the most important pieces that you can have in an organization to have sustained success in this league. And the feeling, I think, correctly is that, well, they didn't get you this year and you were vulnerable. You're ne- you sure. may- maybe you're never going to be this vulnerable until Mahomes is older. You know, that's how I view it. Like, maybe they'll be vulnerable again when he's 38 or 39 and, and all of a sudden he's not as effective in certain ways. But I also like think the running may- game maybe whatever. he adapts his game at that point in time because the great ones find ways to adapt. Um, but right now... It, it is wild that, yes, yeah, someone points out you, you, you uttered the, the phrase settle for four <laughs> settle, but that's for the second three. most Super Bowl rings of all time. Look at the stats. He's already putting up though. Like this is like when I had said the tiger stuff and somebody was making that comparison over there on the text line, dude, he's already third all time in playoff wins. He's one win away from being tied for second all time. He's one Super Bowl away from being tied for second all time in Super Bowl wins. I mean, he could, have, I, he could I mean, have, and I know some of those guys eventually stopped like, right? Like, Joe Montana got a lot of his in a window gold and then didn't just like keep winning them. Right. He got his four in a window and then things quieted down and he just, you know, like the, the most impressive thing about Tom Brady's run was that he got his in a window too, just like most of these guys, he was the same really in effectiveness as Joe Montana and, uh, you know, and Terry Bradshaw at winning his collection of rings. But then he got to be 38 and he just started ripping them off again. Yeah, everybody thought he was everybody thought he was done. How, plenty of times everybody looked at him like, OK, oh, this yeah. is finally it. And, and he, of course, proved a ton of people wrong with what he was able to do. Unfortunately, his last ring came against the Chiefs and, and, and Patrick Mahomes, uh, which sucks. Um, of course it does. But it does still feel like if you if you believe that six plus is in play, and it would be three more at least then because of what you said, not that he's going to necessarily have a 10-year gap, not that he won't have a 10-year gap. And I know that sounds crazy, but we would have called everybody crazy when Brady, if I would have said Brady would wait 10 more years. Sure. So keep that in mind when some, those of you, like, you're like, you can't tell me he's, he's not going to win one in the next five years. I'm with you. I can't fathom that. But also at the same time, it's very plausible because it's that they made it look easy, but it's challenging to do. While he's in this 28 to 32 time frame, and while he has one, two, three plus years left, whoever you know knows years with uh, Andy, that's when he to me has to rack him up. At least if, kill him. That, set yourself. What's a number self, where, like at this your, point? You'd be like, it's four. You'd be like, that's all he ended up with. Like if I told you oh, 20 years from now, oh. and I'm like, hey, he won blank, and you were like, oh, 
felt well, like it was going to be more. I do think if he's going to get to six more, though, it's going to he's going to need one at, at minimum one to get to four like, or or more to get sure. before he's thirty eight or something. Like, yeah, I don't think sure. you can. I don't. I, I don't think you I can, think can bank on thirty eight to forty five being a four he, Super Bowl he, championship. He, yeah, I, I don't think that that's the case. Uh, but to answer your question, like, what would be viewed as disappointing? My goodness, how spoiled are we with this? At least talking about like there's um, kids in middle school who won't be in the like that will be in the league ten years from now. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy. Uh, in health, right? I mean you just don't know is injuries for anybody him whoever like he does play a slightly more physical brand of football than tom brady because of the running stuff but he also doesn't really get hit in those runs i think you have to lock in five for that reason and also if he went if patrick mahomes wins five me personally i don't even think brady's in the conversation anymore if mahomes gets five he'll bury him a lot of statistics five five. he is not all but the conversation is done and dusted and it's not even close if he gets to five he's already he's real willing to write brady off five to seven Someone says, I think he's already there. I think he's better than Brady is already. But well, he's definitely I mean, we've I mean, talked I mean, about the talent aspect, yeah, yeah. but we also know how the conversation goes from, in a, this. from like, a ring perspective. If yeah. he wins five, he is he's without a I, doubt. Not it's I don't even think it's a conversation. I think five. You, I think I'll get to that. Say I, I, I think in five, five gets him in the conversation where he could be short and still you can have an extremely strong argument. I think if he ended up with three or four, people would say he's three, he's three off the ring. And he lost to, to Brady head to head. I think that you can agree or disagree, but that will be the, the biggest argument yeah. anybody will make for that argument to be weakened. He would have to get to five or more. Someone says, can you do the tougher one? How many does Kelsey get? Well, there you're just predicting retirement as well. So basically you really phrase it differently in the uh, next, t- the next three years are the chiefs winning a Super Bowl? How many more? I mean, that's really what you're asking me because he's not, I, I, he'll have four total. Yeah, yeah, my, my guess is he gets one more before he retires. And I think Kelsey's got a year or so left. Next year might be it, man. I thought you were going to read the one that says trash of the day. Mm. Will Mahomes win one with another team? I'm like, why would you even bring that up? Well, Rodgers didn't finish his career with the same team. Brady didn't finish his career with the same team. Chiefs aren't going to be dumb enough. I'm not going to be not. dumb like these teams. I, so, Cody, I, I agree. But nobody thought the Patriots were going to be dumb enough to let Brady walk either, right? I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. I've decided that I don't even care if it's the right decision. Like, if the talent has faded and we're having just let him write it out. Patrick Mahomes is already already at 28 years old has earned the right to finish his career as a chief and no one else. I don't care. I don't care how bleak it gets. I don't care if he's 41 years old and you're like, I'm not even sure. Did he, his arms are broken. He can't even throw the ball. Let him finish. Yeah. Let the man finish. someone Someone else points out one thing that could maybe balance out the, the argument that some would use at the end of his career by since he lost to Brady head to head twice or the one time the Super Bowl but twice that if you did something that's never been done which is three Pete then I told me, you that, that, yeah. that would exit out right like that would that would x out any of the he came up short on the rings if that included doing something that Brady never did I agree I think being able to three Pete gives you a, a leg up on any of those other argument sides it is important to note that the Chiefs with that Super Bowl win, I don't think we mentioned this yesterday. Oh, in the grand scheme of things? What he's done for this franchise. That's what it, when I said he'd have a right to do it. It's a good time to remind you, but by winning three Super Bowls in the last four years, the Chiefs are now the uh, sixth most successful franchise in the entire NFL history. The New England Patriots have six Super Bowl titles. Obviously, Brady has more than any other single franchise. Pittsburgh Steelers have six. Dallas Cowboys have five, San Francisco 49ers have five, and the Chiefs have four. And, like, when I list off those teams, those are the four most preeminent teams and in the NFL other than, what, the Packers? 
like Steelers, Cowboys, Niners. I mean, that's like bell cow NFL stuff, right? And then the Patriots, obviously, because of the run with Tom Brady. They're one Super Bowl away from being top five all time. No, they 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 are going to and they, as they, a franchise, they should be viewed. You know? They should be viewed, and I think they will by the time we fast forward ten years as one of the the all time great franchises in sports yeah. history. That that's what one being yeah, first you gotta be a dynasty. Okay. They just did that, cemented. Now how long can they extend the dynasty? Can they can they do something that's never been done in NFL history, three peat? That has a that's something that, you know, a, a sports fan that's yeah. five years old now and grows up there twelve years old now or whatever and has grown up and already seen multiple championships from the Chiefs. Right now, like for us, we grew up, we always say Who's the best franchises in NFL history? I always would have said growing up as a kid, I was like, oh, the, the, the Cowboys and the Steelers. Those have been the first two that I would have answered. Probably. Somebody else would say Packers, but I would have said Cowboys and Steelers to me were viewed as, as growing up the two best franchises in the NFL from a historical context. Yeah, kids a little younger uh, than you would have absolutely mentioned the Patriots just because of yeah. what they'd done that entire and, time. And now I think if you updated it, there's a lot of people that I think fast forward 20 years from now are going to say, oh, well the, well, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the Chiefs and the Patriots or the, just the Chiefs. Well, the people are people like, yeah, but as a 20 year old that never, you know, Steelers haven't watched the, yeah, if the Cowboys, you think there's going to be someone that in 30 ers might still be on the list. They keep going to Super Bowls. They got to actually win. one. I though. know, but like if somebody is born, was born yesterday and then in 30 years from now, you think they're going to be referencing what happened in 1993 and really give a damn? No, that's no. all I'm saying. You and I both watch the Steelers and the Cowboys actually be successful in our lifetimes as well, which helps. And then once you realize they've been successful in your lifetimes and you realize how long and for how long of a sustained run they've been successful, then you realize that's why they're one of those like preeminent franchises in football. But yeah, Chiefs, because of because of Patrick Mahomes, are right there as one of those preeminent franchises in all of sports, certainly in the NFL, which is a good place to be. Feels nice. Yeah, no, it's obvious stuff, but no other sport, no other sport. That's why the quarterback's most invaluable, most valuable position in yeah. all of sports. It is. It sounds so simple. You find the quarterback, and in this case, they found maybe the greatest ever. <laughs> that's what helps. That, that'll get you. That'll get you some rings and put you in that great context historically. All right. Up next, we're going to hear the end of season press conference from Andy Reid ro- live right here on six ten Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.